0: Welcome to the Hub by CM Today Magazine. Our coverage includes the built environment of the Middle East region. Some of the areas of focus are the real estate sector, property management, facilities management, community management, and proptech. This is Marisha Singh, the editor of CM Today, and my guest for this episode is Evo van Brooklyn, partner at the Proptech Connection. The PropTech Connection is based in Chicago, Illinois. They are a global advisory firm which specialize in helping technology buyers source real estate technology solutions. Ivo, you're based out of Chicago, USA and you're here with us today in Dubai. What are the PropTech trends you've noticed in the US and what brings you here?
1: Um, first of all, very excited to be here in the region. Uh, we signed indeed the deal with uh, with Aramco, so that was the purpose of actually coming out. But what we generally have been seeing is that there is a very strong interest from some of the largest real estate and construction companies here in the region, primarily in Saudi and, and the UAE, to actually utilize and leverage technology to optimize a lot of their processes. So um, made met a number of large um, entities here both in the UAE as well as in Daman and, and, and Riyadh over the last uh, few days. And I may be coming to the first piece of the question in terms of what we're seeing out of the U.S. So uh, the concept of prop tech in, in, in the U.S. or Europe uh, region for that matter is more advanced in terms of quantity and quality at this point. Um, and there is a significant interest from a lot of those companies to actually come and help the local ecosystem here with, um, with some of their tech solutions.
0: So, what are your takeaways as a U.S.-based business of the demands driving the built environment in the Middle East?
1: I think my our core takeaways takeaways would be, I think one, there's a lot of um, interesting projects in the region. Um, there is a strong demand for 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 technology. Um, I think that's takeaway one. Takeaway two is that. Um, being here in the region, um, I think it's very important to see actually what's happening, right? It's, the UAE is obviously front and center, but now I think Saudi is also really coming. Major projects um, uh, are coming in, so I think scale is uh, is through. And three, I think there is a very strong demand to be a differentiator in terms of adopting that that, that prop tech strategy and, and embedded into the day-to-day operations. I think there's quite still a significant different between similar entities executing their, their prop tech strategy, but we are seeing a large uptick from people reaching out to us to learn more what's happening globally. So effectively giving them insights, what happens in a certain region, why that happens and how they can leverage that.
0: Could you tell our listeners about the three most promising prop tech trends that are worth observing on a global scale?
1: So I think generally speaking, um, I would say the trends are centralized platforms with key integrations, right? So not being a point solution, but effectively be an aggregator for a lot of solutions into one platform. We think there is a major agency in the US, for example, that has done a lot of acquisitions trying to execute and, and do that. Um, we think there is a, there's a very big opportunity and specifically data-driven insights, right? So being able to leverage a lot of data and information to make better informed decisions, right? So I think that's one. The second one where we see a lot of interest and also here in the region is construction technology. Um, if you look at a recently released report from McKinsey pointed out that it's a heavily underinvested space. space. Um, and then obviously given the scale of the projects, the amount of cranes that you see, for example, here, when you look out, out of your office is, uh, is significant. So sales cycles tend to be a little bit more compressed in construction than in real estate. An RFP process for a large real estate company requires a lot of time. Um, So in construction, if you combine all those metrics, we think there is significant opportunity. And we see a lot of interest in our network to either deploy tech or invest in it. We think that's actually the biggest driver. And then the third one, I guess, doesn't come as a surprise. Um, I think COP28 is here in the region uh, next year, November, I recall. Um, And I think there's a commitment to be carbon neutral 2050. Which obviously automatically means that there is going to be a big push to um, decarbonize the built environment. Understanding that 40% of all the outputs come effectively out of of assets, out of buildings. um, Which obviously should be a a very big um, um, driver for adoption of technology here in the region.
0: So here's a question that we get asked a lot. For a lot of owners and property managers, The cost of investing in data collection is not worth it. What would you say to them?
1: The reason why they should consider investing in in any platform, you know, if it's a data-driven platform, whatever that might be, is obviously to see the way we always structure and go to our clients or work with our clients is effectively supporting them by implementing their prop tech strategy. So what we do is we don't push certain companies to our clients, but our clients will say, hey, um, they have a certain pain point, right? So they might say, for example, shopping mall operator here, you have obviously a lot of shopping malls. One of the um, uh, people we spoke with uh, this week told us how can the PropTech connection help by leveraging what technologies are out there in the market globally that can drive more food traffic, more people to our shopping malls. Because if we're able to do that, that means that uh, we can charge a higher rent to our tenants. They will sell more. And then obviously that's in everybody's interest. And um, so if we then leverage that, we go to market, we match effectively what they need with what is out there. And there is a strong ROI that will justify obviously buying that technology and deploying it, right? So we believe that isn't, you know, the way you structure They we really need to look at market. It's not say, hey, we need X, Y, Z, but it's like, okay, what is the problem that you have? Can technology uh, uh, um, uh, can you leverage technology to obviously uh, um, solve that problem, and then obviously look at the commercials, right? So in that order, we think you need to look at it.
0: So, climate tech, sustainability, and applying ESG goals throughout the built world is a huge talking point. How are you looking at it?
1: I would say it's on everybody's agenda. So, uh, we, we as a business service, the three different stakeholders, right? So on. What You see on the investor side looking for um, um, a prop text to invest in, you are seeing that there's a significant um, interest in finding some of those companies in Europe. As an example, you see that now probably 50% of all these investment funds tie in their thesis into some carbon offset, right? So it's kind of like climate funds, impact funds, so it's you know, effectively, in order for them to invest in a certain startup, it needs to have a positive carbon impact, right? And otherwise they cannot. So that's a big one. Um, Europe is miles ahead of everybody else, right? In the US, they don't... Generally speaking, it's not on the front page of, of, of a lot of folks need. However, the bigger institutional folks need to do it because of a number of, of, of reasons I really want to do it. And then I would say um, here in the region, I think it's something that is going to be more on the forefront. We've had some conversations the last days where people have asked us about it, but I would not say that it's the first, second, or third uh, item that people bring up as, as a ma- major major pain point. But again, coming back to what I just said, COP28 being in the region later this year, that strong commitment.
0: What, according to you, is the future of data-driven
1: maintenance? we have 15,000 PropTechs in our database. We think we have the most valuable database globally. Um, and what you see uh, specifically in, in this space, there's certain subcategories within PropTech that are very busy. So you have a lot of companies doing similar um, uh, solutions in different geographies, right? So you have, for example, three companies are very strong in a specific country. But what you see here with, uh, with uh, you know, the, let's say the maintenance play within PropTech, there's a number of companies that have made significant um, growth. Um, One recently headquartered in in the UK uh, did another $200 million round with some of the largest real estate companies in the world. And they are trying to bring a lot of those companies together. So what I said, right, centralized platforms with key integrations. This is a great example. So we believe that in this uh, sector, you're going to get a few category winners. So at the end of the day, have maybe 500 companies globally that do that, but eventually you will have three or four big guys, right? That will own the market.
0: Among some of the futuristic trends that are being spoken about are AI and machine learning. What, according to you, is the scope of using these in the future in buildings?
1: We always start with the commercial problem, right? So we think nobody is actually looking for an AI solution or machine learning, but a real estate company is actually looking to. Um, sell more buildings, um, find cost savings, right? Or you have shopping mall operator, obviously you have many here in the UAE might say how can we drive more food traffic to our shopping malls. So that's where we start with the commercial problem. We unpack that, we have a very data-centric approach to the way we look at that, and then we match that with our database and our network globally um, to meet to effectively show which company meet those criteria. And then what you then can do is say, hey, does this solution, looking at all the metrics, does that, um, is there a strong benefit to implement that into our operation? Subject to that being yes, then obviously it can be can be executed. But we believe nobody's looking for an AI solution or machine learning or whatever that might be. There is always a commercial driver. So if, if there is technology that can solve that and the economics are favorable, it will be implemented.
0: And finally, what are your predictions related to the development of the prop tech sector for the next five
1: years we think that prop tech will remain a strong grower in uh, in terms of attracting investments i think if you look specifically here in the region i've been told it a number of times by uh, got some insights from people we spoke with fintech was the big thing here in the region um, it's leveling out a little bit and I think a lot of folks are looking for the next big thing. I am not claiming that there's going to be PropTech, but we believe given everything that's going on, there is obviously a good opportunity here in the region, both from a capital deployment standpoint, as well as from a startup standpoint. And so in terms of predictions, we think PropTech is going to be much more front and center of everybody's strategy here. That's why we had a lot of those conversations already. So we're supporting a lot of the local ecosystem. And that will automatically then attract also more prop techs to come to the region, either locally or from abroad.
0: That was a great conversation and a lot of insights to unpack, actually, in future conversations. Thank you, Ivo, for joining us on The Hub.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: That was a great conversation and it was lovely to have Ivo who gave an international perspective about the prop tech sector. For more such conversations, please listen to The Hub by CM today. See you next time.